0: Okay, so uh, back at it. It is time for the Pistols Firing Podcast with your hosts. Yours truly, Carson Cunningham. I mean, he's about as pretty as they get. Joined, as always, by Kyle Porter. When he breaks through and gets in the open, it's over. Gone. The Pistols Firing Podcast starts right now. We are back at it with another edition of the PFB Pod. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Kyle Porter. Oh boy! Uh, things have been a little quiet with the uh, coronavirus pandemic with the uh, cancellation of sports. Kyle and I have been knocking out the guests to try to fill the void, but boy, did Mike Gundy create some content uh, with his comments on how to combat COVID-19 and how to bring his players back by May 1st. Kyle, uh <laughs> I'm not sure where to start here, but, uh, man, did Gundy make some waves not only locally but nationally?
1: Yeah, I saw a, uh, a senator from Connecticut was tweeting about Mike Gundy uh, <laughs> on, what is this, what dare are we taping, Thursday? Did not, did not start 2020 thinking that uh, a Connecticut senator would be sending out social media messages about a man in Oklahoma with a mullet, but uh, here, here we are. I I don't know where to start either. I guess so. Obviously, I wrote a thing that people did not like. Some people liked it. A lot of people didn't. And all of this kind of took off. I I um. Uh, I I don't know. Do you Do you have anything that you want to like? Any big picture stuff you want to hit on before we kind of dive into it?
0: Well, I I think I wanted to hit on that, and it's to me. There's a lot of things to unpack here, but but the first thing for me was uh, it was just it was another reminder, and I was a bit taken aback at how how OSU fans just lose their minds when anyone of their own is criticized, mm. and there's no way to paint it other than Gundy deserves to be criticized for the things that he said. If you want to sit there and say, well, look, he he prefaced it with you know quote-unquote so-called medical experts and if they approve the players come like there's no prefacing this like he sounded ridiculous he sounded completely tone deaf and I thought as you pointed out in your article the same week that medical officials were comparing to Pearl Harbor he's out here spouting about how important it is to the economy that they play college football look it was a bad look like you can argue that you know, he just wants to get back to work and it was not being reckless, but I just for some reason the OSU fan base is super sensitive to criticism. It's it's unbelievable. And the fact that there were pistols misfiring t shirts being printed. <laughs> like like sorry, sorry, dude. Like like I actually just googled Mike Gundy and if you want to like rip all the like Literally every national football columnist has come out and ripped Gundy, and rightfully so. So if you want to just say, oh, these are all these holier-than-thou national guys who have just been waiting for the opportunity to rip Mike, well, just Google Mike Gundy right now. And I just pulled up an, an article from, from uh, AL.com. It's the Alabama newspaper. Just could not be more impartial to Mike Gundy. They, they probably had no opinion of Mike Gundy. But the first sentence in this in this column is, the reckless selfishness of Mike Gundy represents the worst our country has to offer right now in our fight against the coronavirus. Like, that's someone who hasn't given two thoughts about Mike Gundy in the last two years. But that just, that just tells you that if you're out here like defending what Mike said and that he did nothing wrong, just you're, just you're just blinded. You have, you have the thickest orange-colored glasses you could ever wear. And I don't understand the backlash towards PFB. Like, and again, like most of the backlash is from people that have no reputability at all, have no reputation at all, are just really just Twitter trolls, to be honest. So I, I don't put a whole lot of stock in that. But I didn't think you wrote anything that was out of place. I thought it was just criticism. And frankly, I think the reaction just shows you how sensitive OSU fans can be when one of their own is criticized.
1: I have a lot of thoughts, as you might imagine i uh there's some backstory here that I don't think I can share right now, and so I won't but I think for me you know we we just we just interviewed John Smith right um I don't know which i don't know if this podcast or that one is getting released first, but we interviewed John Smith about. The pandemic. I mean, that's not, that's not the whole interview, but that's part of it. I talked to Josh holiday about the pandemic. I talked to Mike Boynton about the pandemic and the common thread throughout all of those conversations was humility and, um, composure and maturity and good leadership, but mostly humility of like, Hey, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm trying to do the best I can with what I have in front of me. And I'm trying to lead my people well, my student athletes well. And I'm trying to be patient. And, you know, you, you hear them defer where they should defer. And you hear them um, just talk about, like, hey, this is hard. Like, it stinks. And it's really you hear the lament in their voices. I mean, Josh, go back and listen to Josh Holliday's stuff. He is really sad on, on a personal level, but also on a cultural level because it, it's not it's not just that life has changed for everybody. It's that a way of life has changed for everybody, Carson. And then you turn around and Mike Gundy acts like he he runs the whole university. He acts like he runs the state of Oklahoma. And you're like, my man, this is... This is not it. Like, I, I'm, I'm with you on the economy stuff, and there is certainly a time and a place to talk about that, but this week ain't it, and the way in which it was talked about, that ain't it either, and so I just think when, you, when you're a powerful person and you misappropriate that power, you can create this sort of echo chamber to where nobody's telling you, hey, this is a bad idea to talk about this on this week in this way. And so he goes out and talks about it. And I think, you know, I, to your point, like Carson, people care more about what Mike Gundy does in bedlam than they do about what he does during a pandemic, which is just, <laughs> which is just, I, I, it's astonishing. Honestly, like people get more angry if he loses to OU than if he, than than if he talk like, than, than what he did this week I mean it's not even close and so I, I you know as I was writing that I was as I was thinking through some of that stuff I uh I did not envision the way that it has played out I thought it was fairly straightforward now you know the cherry pick quote stuff like I, I hate to break it to you guys every quote you have ever read in a story ever is cherry picked <laughs> you know you know why? Because we, because we cannot include entire transcripts of everything every human has ever said into stories. That's true of a book. That's true of a movie. That's true of an article you read online. And so what you try to do is you try to get as close as possible to, the, to what you feel like the speaker's intended tone and intentions are. And man... You go through that all that stuff, and I feel like that. I feel like his whole deal was not about lamenting, not about being sad or or uh, just just have some sobriety, have some humility, and have some empathy for people who are really struggling right now and really anxious and fearful and don't know what's coming next. Carson, think about his players. Do you think his players are like? Do you think any of them are fearful? For sure. If you and I are like, man, I don't know what the future holds, right? Like, I mean, I've been there. And then he's out here talking about like antibodies and sequestering 19 year olds. Are are you serious with that? And are we serious (laughs) with the reaction to that? I don't know. I just, I get fired up about this stuff because I think that when you're in a position like that, you have a real ability to lead well with a lot of humility and he didn't take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, on the quotes, his his opening statement was twenty minutes long, and he spoke for an hour. So of course, the quotes were cherry picked. Like, get over that. But no, like, to sit here and and act like you know about antibodies and all of that was just ridiculous. And I think the most disturbing thing about all this, Kyle, is to me, it really shines a light on the lack of communication between Mike Gundy and the university, particularly Mike Holder and Chad Weiberg. Mm. Like, how does how does Gundy come out and sail this on a teleconference when the big 12 has already mandated that everything shut down till May 31st like he doesn't even have the power to do what he's like his his big proposal is that he's getting in such hot water for and like could like this doesn't happen like at other schools the coach has a much better relationship with the athletic director where they're on the same page. well to me this shines a huge light on how much gundy is just kind of doing his own thing and out on an island and not, not even communicating with his athletic director. Hence, the school and Mike Holder releasing two separate statements in the immediate aftermath of this just diatribe of a teleconference that sounded incredibly tone deaf. To me, that's the bigger issue here, Kyle, is we've, we've always wondered about the relationship between Mike Holder and Mike Gundy. Well, to me, it appears it couldn't be any, there couldn't be any less communication than, than humanly possible.
1: Yeah, it was. It became pretty clear that uh, he, he, uh, he th- there was not like a there was not a system in place, or maybe there was, and he just went off script. That that's also you know possible that he just kind of said what he wanted to. But at, you know, people, you, you read the the Mike I think the Mike Holder quote was uh, I think getting back by May first seems a little ambitious, which to me. the quote reads as one thing but the uh I think the if you read between the lines there it might be another thing right I think I think if you dive a little deeper there might there might be uh, yeah I'll, I'll leave it at that so yeah I mean that that is that feels problematic Carson to where you have and and that's where I go back to uh and and, uh, and people are going to say that I'm saying this just because they came on our podcast and maybe I am. I'm open to that. Uh there's probably some pride there for me. But also, you hear the tone in Mike Boynton's voice, Josh Holliday's voice, John Smith's voice, and you hear the way that they talk about this stuff and how they defer to lead. I mean again, I go back to Mike Gundy think I think he thinks that he runs the university, Carson, and that he and and so That's where a little bit of that unchecked power comes into play of like, look, I get it. You want to be optimistic. I appreciate the optimism. I appreciate the talk about the economy and all that, but you can't be out here playing doctor and playing school administrator and playing, uh, all these different roles. Like you're, you're, you're the football coach and I know you get paid a lot of money to do that and you do a good job of it. I've always, not, not always, but I have, we have for the most part been very, uh, just written glowing stuff about the way that Mike Gundy has performed at Oklahoma state outside of Bedlam, which I think is fair, but I just feel like the lack of humility shown in trying to play all these different roles and, and, and put forth this plan that clearly has not been vetted by anybody who is actually in charge. I saw a tweet from a player's parent that said, "Look, he's not even in charge of this stuff, so who cares what he said?" I'm like, "Yeah, th- yes, that's my point. Like, that's the entire <laughs> point is like he is not in charge." And I just feel like there's, I don't know, man. Like it felt like a like a real lack of humility at a time where uh, where that I, I think. That was really needed, and, and it really matters.
0: Yeah, to me, it feels like an unchecked, like there's checks and balances, right? And it feels like Mike Gundy hasn't been checked a whole lot because look, and I, I don't mean to I don't mean to just come out and rip Mike Gundy. I think he's done some great things. Obviously, he's the head coach. I think when he went up to in front of the school board at Stillwater High School and wanted a plan in place to protect the children with you know all the school shootings and everything, I thought that might have been his finest moment. In fact, I think he's done a lot of great work in the community, as the head coach. He's shown great judgment in a lot of things. But I do think this particular instance on this teleconference kind of, again, shines a light on his perspective. His perspective is totally skewed in that he is the big fish in a little pond, and what he says goes around Stillwater. And it just, it really, I thought, kind of like, gave you a glimpse of just his world and that he kind of decides what goes around Stillwater. And he's even trying to say that he's going to be the one to like, to, to really revamp testing amongst his players coming back to campus and quarantining. Them. Like he really thinks that in his mind that he can do all that just on his own and on, on a whim. And, and he's done some silly things like the, the banning of, of the media asking questions about Jalen McCleskey. And if you ask that, he's going to pull your credentials. That, that is not, that is not under your jurisdiction. And, (laughs) and I think that really shines a light on his perspective, his perspective skewed a little bit. And I think it was right there for everyone to read it, hear it. And, uh, that to me, Kyle is probably my biggest takeaway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. I think this is a story about, and, and I, and I weave this into my story and people, I think didn't like it, but I think it's a story about power and about how if you don't either listen to the people around you or surround yourself with people around you that uh, counsel you and advise you well, then, then eventually you're going to get, it's going to, it's going to come to the light. Right. And I think when, when you usually see that it's inconsequential, right? Cause we're talking about college football and we're like, Oh, Gundy does what he wants. That's so silly. And then all of a sudden there's a, there's pandemic and there's like legit stakes. And, uh, it's not, it's not the best picture. It's really not. And look, I get it. I get why people are frustrated with me and with, um, what I publish, what I put out there, but I, I, I felt like I wrote what needed to, to be written and I, some of the tone, like we can talk about that. Some of the wording, phrasing, sure. Maybe I messed up on some of that, but the underlying narrative there, man, I don't, I don't regret that. And I, I don't, uh, I don't think that was wrong. I really don't.
0: No. And I think, you know, if you want all sunshine all the time, there was another, Uh, quote unquote reporter that wrote Mike's fine. Mike didn't do anything wrong, and had to delete tweets because it it sounded completely ridiculous. So, if you want all sunshine and not the reality, well, you you know where to go. But
1: um, well, and to to be fair, it's this is not you know you brought up Oklahoma State fans. This is uh, I think this is a college sports thing. Like if this happens at Auburn, if it happens at washington state if it happens at illinois it's the same stuff you know it's just it 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 is what it is and and i think that you know the thing that i have really been intrigued by throughout this entire pandemic is people's distrust of the media you know of of and and to use that term incredibly broadly people's distrust of people like you and me and somebody emailed me this on uh yesterday on Wednesday and said the reason that people distrust the media is because of cherry pick quotes like the one that you pulled out and wrote about it's like man I I I don't know I'm trying to match up a quote with what I feel like was an overall tone and delivery and maybe I didn't get that a hundred percent but I feel like I got it close and some of that is like Again, backstory. Some of that is stuff that I can't talk about because it's background. It's stuff that can't be made public. And so I, I think, um, I don't know, I, I've, I have a billion thoughts on all of this because I think it's a real intersection of a lot of things that I love. College football, um, the, the way that the media is perceived, politic, all these different things that are kind of coming to an intersection and i'm really intrigued by it but it's also been really uh in some ways disheartening and look like i i need to be checked on stuff too like i appreciate every single email that i've gotten that was like hey this was you're wrong about this and this is why and i read those and i internalize them and i try to sort through and decipher hey hey maybe i was wrong about this phrasing or this sentence or this paragraph but i i stand by the overall um Kind of theme and narrative behind it, like I said.
0: Well, you mentioned media coverage. Can we mention the funniest thing Gundy said in the entire hour-long teleconference? Uh, he brought up the <laughs> one. He brought up one America News, OAN. Quote: "It's so refreshing. They just report the news. There's no commentary. There's no opinions. There's no left. There's no right." Um, OAN, as one critic referred to it makes Fox News look like the New York Times. It's a great quote. Like, this is this is what he thinks. This is like that that to me was one of the most alarming things on top of the of, of the quarantining his players because they're young and healthy. Like that's the reality he lives in. Like that's how skewed his perception of reality is where he thinks OAN is this that, to me, Kyle, was either the, however you want to take it, the funniest thing he said or maybe the most disturbing, that he thinks that's, like, the most unbiased news he can possibly get.
1: <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is, uh, it, yeah, if it wasn't so serious, it would be comical, right? Like, it, if, if if there wasn't uh, just a sobriety and a, and a seriousness to all of this, it would be like, we would be laughing and like blogging it up and stuff. And it's like, man, I just don't know if you're like getting it. Like, this is the biggest. And that's what I went back to. Like Carson, this is the biggest event that's happened in our adult lives, right? We were both in high school whenever nine eleven happened. This is a massive thing. And whatever you believe about the science of it, just the, the fact that just the last month has been the biggest thing of our adult lives and something that, we and our kids will remember forever. And it's like, and and just the way he talked about the, the OANN thing was like, I don't know if I, I think I, he acted as if he discovered it. Like he was the first person to stumble upon it, which was just incredible. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I don't want to go too deep into like the details of it just because I feel like the, the overall, like to me, it was more about like the the entirety of it and the overall tone and and kind of declarations of of power where he does not actually have power that was that was the part that was most frustrating and and like you said disturbing to me
0: yeah i agree uh last two things before we wrap it up i, I want to leave it on a lighter note uh one Jamel Hill thinking Mike Gundy is a Van Gundy. She called, she called him in her tweet, in her tweet, uh, she calls him Mike Van Gundy. And then a, later on in that same tweet calls him, says Van Gundy is an avid watcher of OANN. Uh, she thought he was, she's so convinced he's related to Stan and Jeff Van Gundy that she, she called him it twice. That was hilarious. And there were a lot of tweets just ripping Mike left and right, obviously. But I thought the funniest one came from Jeff Goodman, uh, (laughs) national college football or uh, college basketball writer, said, who would have thought Joe Exotic would be the second craziest Oklahoman with a mullet? (laughs) Which I thought was great and pretty funny. Well, uh, Gundy gave some content. Uh, We'll see where this progresses and Again, Big 12 has mandated no activities until May 31st, so I don't think anything's happening until then. But uh, in the meantime, Gundy gave us something to talk about.
1: Yeah, for sure. And look, like, man, I, I'm i incredibly hopeful for college football this fall as well. Like, I desperately want us to have college football. Uh, I think everybody who's involved with this sport, whether you're a coach, a player, a parent, a media member, is on the same page with that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that optimism. It's just the way that it was presented and the tone that it was presented with. So I, I'm hopeful. I'm dubious still. I think both you and I are. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how this plays out. Everybody needs to stay safe, um, flatten the curve, as they say, and uh, hopefully college football will eventually be back.
0: Yes, sir. We'll get back with you uh, later this week, Kyle. Yep. Talk to you soon, Carson.